This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I won't let my body outweigh Outweigh everything that I'm made of Won't spend my life trying to change I'm learning to love who I am I am strong, I feel free I know every part of me is beautiful And I will always outweigh If you feel it, put your hands in the air Show some love to the mirror while you're there Let's take it one day at a time Cause you and I outweigh Happy Saturday, Outweigh. Amy here. And I have Leanne Ellington joining me. And the fun part of saying that is that Leanne is going to be joining me, well, sort of indefinitely at this point. Yeah. <laughs> she did a, a little takeover for us. And I say little. I'm not making it small by any means, but no it was worries. about four weeks. Five, I think. Yeah. Oh, f- okay. Hey, wow, but who's counting? Apparently huge. I am. <laughs> a takeover and it went really well. And Leanne and I have just been talking about what it could look like if we do some episodes together. And then she has some interviews she would love to do. So I guess, welcome my new co-host. Thanks. Leanne Ellington. And we're going to do a little mini series called Two Things Can Be True at the Same Time which we've talked about that here on Outway before, but we're going to focus on specific things, two different things each each episode that can be true at the same time, themes, I guess, in that space. We'll, we'll do four weeks of that, and then Leanne's got, got some fun interviews that she's going to have for y'all, and then we'll do another four weeks of two things can be true at the same time. So today we're going to start with, you can be pro-body image and pro-self-worth and body positive and still have health goals you want to reach. And Leanne has a very personal story related to this because, you know, you have your your backstory of your disordered behaviors and then, you know, being in recovery and then voila, you were turning 40. So I'll let you take it from there of what popped up for you when that time came. Yeah. And it's such an interesting topic too, because, you know, we've talked about this a lot. There's a lot of extremism out there of you know, the good, the bad, the right, the wrong. And I really believe there is the gray that we have permission to fill in. You so know? when Lisa and I started this, we actually defined it as the gray area. Love that it. It's so much of what people are not 
talking about. Absolutely. And our first graphic for the the podcast was black and white, oh. but kind of looked gray. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love it. So it wasn't, I guess, to my point, for sure. it wasn't black and white, but we were kind of wanted to, to have that vibe of gray. gray. Yeah, for sure. And we should definitely do an episode about living in the gray because sometimes that can that can keep us complacent as well. But that's another topic for another day. But that being said, there's, you know, extremism. I think that's one of the things that I've had to really heal from over the years. And it comes alongside perfectionism a lot. But this concept of, you know, and for anybody who's not heard my story and, you know, I had many, many years of disordered eating and self-image and body image struggles that really uh, took over my life. And when I decided to heal all of the things that used to be kind of a golden carrot for me, all the things externally that were driving me that were really defining my self-worth, like what I ate that day and my jean size and my scale weight and how I looked and all of those things that, I mean, there is a time and place for them, but when they consume your every thought, that is disorder, right? And that can lead to so much toxicity. And for me, it manifested in a very uber critical, you know, harsh relationship with myself and in turn with others and all the things. So all that's to say, when I did commit myself to this new way of being and this healed version of myself, all of that went on the back burner. And I was super happy about that, right? And we should also do an episode of the dark side of too much confidence because there's, you know, things that you can let fall by the wayside and, ha and other habits that can take over. But I'll bring it back streamlined to this topic. You know, what happened in my real life, I turned 40 a few months ago. And 16 months before that, I realized I was turning 40. And I just said to myself, I'm like, who do you want to be when you turn 40? How do you want to feel? The big thing for me is I didn't want to buy into the myth that like everything goes downhill and you age in a negative fashion. I was like, no, I want to be my healthiest, my happiest. I want to feel amazing. I want to have more impact. All of the things that we think about when we get in those existential conversations. But then on a practical level, it dawned on me, I was like, you know what? I would love to prove to myself because pain is also a big part of my backstory, literally and figuratively. I had major spine surgery that caused a lot of neurological struggles and, and a lot of chronic pain. So being strong and fit and healthy had very new definitions to me than they did 10 to 15 years ago. But that being said, I was like, who do I want to be? And, and what's the body I want to be living in at 40? And it included things like pain-free, of course, but like the human side of me was like, I want to feel amazing in a bikini at 40, you know? And so I just started thinking like, how can two things be true at the same time? How can I still maintain this healthy, loving relationship with my body and this really freedom, but also, you know, peaceful relationship with food and, and freedom can have two sides of it too, right? There's too much permission and too much control and all the things. So we have to find our own, own definition of that. But how can I have that and also up-level my health and my discipline and utilize and leverage things that might have once been a weapon and now use them as a tool to go focus on things that I may have put in the category of superficial because at the time, again, I was using them as a weapon. Little side note, there's an entire episode on that way a few weeks ago about the distinction between using things between a tool and a weapon, but that's been such a powerful tool, no pun intended, because you know now this thing that was once like kind of my nemesis, it took me down this rabbit hole. I was like, okay, what would be possible if two things could be true at the same time? I can be healthy and free and love who I am and want to like and trust my body even more. And so it sent me on this journey, which we're going to unravel over the coming weeks and, and all of that. But that's kind of the Cliff Notes version of what was the evidence of this subject matter. I feel like an example that pops into my head about where I am now is before I got into recovery, I was tracking everything. I knew how many carbs I had, how much protein, 
how many calories, how much fat, whatever, macros, right? Right. So I was tracking those, but I was coming at it from the wrong place. I was not tracking to be the healthiest version of myself. I was tracking so I could control it. Absolutely. And it was all consuming. And if I deviated from it, I didn't really know how to proceed with my day. I would lose sleep over it. I would be dividing an egg into eights. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I had these waffles and there was one egg, but I only had one waffle and it made six. So how many eggs did I have? Yeah. That sort of stuff. For sure. Which is exhausting. So where I am now, over three years out from that, now in, in my 40s, being 42 and thinking of how my body composition is and how my body is aging and it, but biologically, it doesn't have to as quickly as my chronological age. Amen. We can control that. And so I am starting to get more curious about, well, how much protein am I having a day? Totally. And maybe I need to start really tracking that. But it's so freeing because I am holding on to it loosely and it's more data yes. than it is control. Absolutely. And so that is an example of wanting to have some health goals but still being in this free space to where I'm I'm caring for myself in a loving way and not caring about the things I used to care about, but I can have health goals. Amazing. Totally. And so, yeah. Now yeah. I could see myself tracking more of that information, but not losing sleep over it, not dividing eggs, not having to track every single day, not having to get it 100% right because it may change point whatever on the scale. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And you bring up another distinction. One of the things we talk about with my clients is this difference between influence versus control, right? And the more we try to control, ironically, the more out of control we feel, right? So control is obviously not the solution, but we think we want more control. But what if it was about influencing who you're being around the thing? In this case, it's the food, the macro, the whatever, influencing who you're being so that you're showing up as the version of yourself that makes decisions in alignment with who you want to be. So influencing who you want to be versus controlling the thing. And that's a game that you can win because you do have the ability to influence who you're being when things are going right or not going great. And it's, it is that distinction between there's the data of the macro versus the drama of the macro. And all of these, again, distinctions within distinctions, but coming back full circle to, to this topic, like the blanket statement, if I were to cliff notes it, we all have our different version of this story, but like, I believe we have the ability to give ourselves permission to say, you know what? I can have a healthy, happy relationship with my body and food, and I can have health goals, weight loss goals, all that. But the difference is, is who you're being when you're doing the doing. So the big thing I kind of share with my clients on the front end is it's not wrong to want to go lose weight or be fitter or healthier or whatever, fill in the blank. But I do invite women, especially that are struggling with some sort of disordered behavior or the the negative self-image and body image that usually comes alongside those habits to kind of take a sabbatical from those typical goals and heal first. Right. You know, which was to the why I shared three and a half years have passed. And I'm just now to the point where I could track it. I'm so glad you touched on that because I'm like so much work went into where I am now, it's not just that you listen to this and like, oh, well, Leanne and Amy said that I can wake up tomorrow and be body positive and have health goals. Right. Because your brain is not 
there yet. Yeah. You've got to become the version of yourself that can have that kind of conversation where those health goals can be a tool to serve you and move you forward and influence your life versus a weapon against yourself. Something that just popped into my head too is old me, because I know how I was, would have heard this and used it as permission to create a bunch of health goals. Totally. Yeah. Right. But I, yeah. do you, were you I, that way? Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> I would hear certain things and I'm like, oh, what I'm doing is totally acceptable because exactly. this person said that and I'm yeah. going to make it fit into right. this little box that I'm going to control. Oh yeah. We bargain with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's why it's so important. It's like, none of these things are bad or wrong. And two of these things can exist at the same time. They can both be true, but start from a place of carve out your freedom carve out true health. And when I say health, I mean it physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially, all of it, right? And then go bring that with you into your goals, your health journey, all of that. Um, But start at a true definition of health, but instead of that place of disorder. And if you are in disorder, there's no shame in that. Like, you know, you and I have both been there and we talk to the hundreds, thousands of women all the time that are, but just knowing what that is and where you are in your journey before you go take on that next goal is everything. Again, awareness, awareness, right? Being aware that you have the ability to be aware of, okay, this isn't bad that I want to go lose weight, but this isn't the time. I'm not in that place. Have you ever used magic eraser? Oh, the thing that takes- Yeah, Mr. Clean. Yeah, Mr. Clean. Okay. love them. I was just using one the other day and something just popped into my head as sort of a, I like imagining stuff and- analogies. And, you know, there's some scuffs on my wall or wherever I'm trying to get stuff out. And it takes several tries with the magic eraser. Eventually it goes away and I have a clean slate, but some stuff is kind of stubborn and it's not something that I can take a rag to and go, it takes the magic eraser. Yes. And I don't know what the magic is, but it's almost like we have our own magic eraser. So I want you to picture that like for years, you've been operating a certain way and that's what's on the wall right now. And that you're going to take the time with your magic eraser and you're going to go after it, go after it. And eventually your wall is going to be a clean slate and you get to build the new story, which is the new narrative, but it takes time and sometimes some elbow grease and you got to get in and do it. But it is, it's like magic. Once, yeah. once you're on the other side, you're like, wow. Yeah. And now you could have beautiful. these conversations. And I think just to stack on what you just said, because I love that analogy you said like your magic eraser, like finding your version of your magic recipe and eraser. Because what's erased for you or how you got it to race may not work for me. And the dirt on my wall is different mm -hmm. than the dirt on yours. And we've talked before about pendulum swinging so far one direction. And I feel like for me, I was so far one way with my disorder behaviors that when I got or I wanted to change, I swung so far the other direction that it was probably more obnoxious that way. But I, it was necessary. Yeah. And then eventually I leveled out and now I'm not obnoxious on either side. Yeah. Oh, At least I try not to totally. be. But you, you'll, you'll find that balance that feels really right and good. Absolutely. That pendulum is a perfect picture of it. You yeah. know, I was that gal that judged people at the supermarket when I saw them buying fattening stuff, air quotes fattening stuff back in the day. And then I was the one that's like, everybody eat chocolate chip cookies all day, every day. You know, which one is the, the lesser version of me, right? I mean, that's just two different examples of extremism. But that's what why these conversations are so important to show you, first of all, the pendulum swinging, either extreme is normal and natural. But giving yourself permission to allow that pendulum to swing back to that that neutral. Yep. I love it. Well, this is the first of eight 
that will be happening this year related to this topic, two things can be true at the same time. So take from it what you needed, sit with it, journal about it, find your magic eraser, and then go from there. Thank you, Leanne, for chatting with us about that and sharing your personal story with it too. Where can people find you? Yeah. um, If you want to find more about how to rewire your brain and really heal your relationship with food, your body, but really taking a self-image and identity and brain-based approach to that topic, you can find all you need to find over at stresslesseating.com. Awesome. And I'm at Radio Amy on Instagram. We will see you next Saturday for part two of two things can be true at the same time. Bye. Bye. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.